Where or oh, where is Calvin Ridley? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Thursday night football game between the Saints and the Jaguars plus a little bit of promotion commotion at the end of the show. Kate, we've got to start with Calvin Ridley, who basically a no-show on Thursday. One catch for five yards on four targets. Did get one carry for zero yards. What happened? That's a great question. Um, this this like roller coaster of production for the Jaguars receiving core is making me nauseous. Um, it, it seems like the most consistent asset on a week to week basis continues to be Christian Kirk, but the boom. Should that be surprising? No, me, I don't feel like it's surprising at all. This is this is the most unsurprising discourse that I can offer you. Um, Christian Kirk is the consistency guy. Calvin Ridley is the guy with a very low ceiling, perhaps much lower than we thought, uh, and occasional boom weeks, and that is the most basic analysis that we could have offered. And yet somehow I think fantasy football analysts managed to overcomplicate it a bit, but I think this is part of the Calvin Ridley experience and it's not a good one. So, you know, what do you do with Calvin Ridley? I well, like, you can't can, sell can, him can, after this week. You can't trade no, him. No. He, here's what it comes down to me. And I, I mean, I've had this thought for a while. I tweeted it last night the first time. Christian Kirk's just a better player. I mean, I know people want Calvin Ridley to be, you know, the, that guy. And there was shades of this in, what, 20 – what year has this been? 2019 when he had his really good season. But Kirk has been the better player for the last several years. He's also the younger player. He's a better fit in this offense. To me, the, the, one, the one play that was so shocking was – they gave the ball to Calvin Ridley on a reverse and it was blocked really well and he got zero yards on it. There's just a different, and then you saw Christian Kirk at the end of the game, he took a little whip route, 40 yards for a touchdown. There's just such a difference in what these guys can do after the catch. It's just so much easier to get the ball to Kirk in space and let him make plays after the catch. While Calvin Ridley, you've got to throw really accurate and precise passes I think Ridley is going to be just in a role going forward where he's the number two receiver and just depending on certain matchups, you just might not want to play him. I I think that I'm going to offer a comparison here and maybe you'll hate it, but Deontay Johnson is the Christian Kirk of the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe Calvin Ridley's the George Pickens where. Without the ability to make big plays down the field. Yeah. It it's tough. You know what? I, I think the biggest the biggest hit, right, for Calvin Ridley so far this season has been the uh lack of of touchdowns, right? The first three years of his career, 
26 total touchdowns. We got pretty spoiled. And then he had the breakout season in 2020, almost 1,400 receiving yards, nine touchdowns. Like that was the first time he had put together a complete season. And largely outside of that one season, it hasn't necessarily been a complete season. You've either had the touchdown or the yardage. Uh, and, and right now you don't really have either. And well, five games with 40 or fewer receiving yards right now. Like, I don't want to tell you that like, you shouldn't be starting Calvin Ridley, but like he's nothing more than a flex point, this a flex play at this point. I don't see it getting better because they still have (laughs) Christian Kirk. Zay Jones didn't even play in this game. And we know how much this team loves Zay Jones. Once he gets back, those even more targets are going to get taken away from Ridley. I, I don't see it. I, I I didn't see it during the off season. I was, and we talked about this back in August. I was drafting Christian Kirk over Calvin Ridley. Most dynasty people had it differently, and it's still that case right now on on dynasty league football. Calvin Ridley, t- wide receiver twenty four, and then we've got Christian Kirk as wide receiver thirty two. I I don't see why those guys shouldn't be flipped there. Yeah, I I think that's very reasonable, and you know what, the team has the financial investment in Christian Kirk, like the, the move to trade Calvin Ridley, not necessarily a, a, like a stunner, right? Like it's not, what did they give up? I I can't even remember. I think it was a second round pick, but it was, I mean, it was a second round pick that was later in the draft. You know, it was like in the fifties. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a ton. Like it there's, that's a kind of low risk proposition, but the most interesting thing that I think we're probably not talking about in the Calvin Ridley discourse is the fact that he is still on his rookie contract, <laughs> which means he is going like teams are going to need to make a decision, right? This is, this is the final year of his rookie deal. He is a free agent next year. That can like, that's something interesting. Um, I, I don't think he gets a huge deal. I really don't because he, he's going to be 29 next year. Do we really think that he gets an extension with the Jaguars? If I had to bet, I bet he gets like a two-year extension worth $30 million. Hmm. It's more than I would have thought. But it's, um, it's probably right in that range. Of, well, Jacoby Myers got $13 million last year. So I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, because just double pay- check, by the way. It's a fourth-round pick that becomes a third based on playing time or a second if he receives a extension. So – Interesting. I didn't, I forgot about that last part. Um, yeah, that like, that is very interesting because they can move on. Right. Like, and okay. So, you know, a later third round pick, like, okay, like whatever, whatever. And, and you can be scot-free. You can rinse your hands of Calvin Ridley. So I think that, that aspect of this conversation is probably the most underrated one. He is, you know, just about to turn 29 years old and still playing on his rookie deal. And what's what, after so, this season is not a given. So what do you do with Calvin in your dynasty leagues right now? I mean, obviously you, you have to hold him, but is he somebody that you're even really considering as a flex play or do you kind of put him on your bench until we see a little bit more week to week consistency? I mean, based on where we're at in the season, right? We've got bye weeks. We've got a lot of injuries. Like I, I don't, know necessarily that Calvin Ridley is a guy that most dynasty teams, especially given the the lack of waiver wire availability, the deep benches, 
Calvin Ridley might not be a guy you can afford to sit, but this is again, one of those options where you probably expect a down week and, and count on him to maybe win you a week uh, with, with a game and be pleasantly surprised, but your expectations have to be fairly low. And I think the team that has Calvin Ridley needs to have a stable of very steady other contributors and, and, Calvin Ridley's the punctuation mark, whereas, you know, like Calvin Ridley cannot be the foundation of your receiving core at this point. I think I would be looking to move. I mean, for a couple of reasons, Jacksonville just plays one game uh, in the next, I think, 20 days. Um, They've got a bye coming up. So basically, you're just not going to have Calvin. You're not going to have any faith trusting him next week at Pittsburgh, right? Uh, well, maybe you will. If you, I, I actually, I think that's probably the one spot you might be able to get. Like, <laughs> we'll see some, some good wider. I mean, one of either Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley will eat the Pittsburgh Steelers for breakfast. So Just maybe it's a, a hater. That's all it is. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, uh, you know, terrible towel sitting, you know, right <laughs> behind my head. Um, I, I just, I, I know this team's weaknesses. So honestly, Marcus, I would wait to see if that big explosion game comes. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the thing is you wait till after this week, after Pittsburgh, because then it gets, the schedule gets hard. They play San Francisco uh, two weeks later after the bye. Maybe just wait, see if Calvin Ridley can have any kind of, you know, if he can rejuvenate his career at all. I want to talk about your Saints, Kate, because I know how much you love watching this Saints team. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. That's why you have to check out the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly uh, bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace will handle everything. They'll take care of the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com. Don't get caught unprepared. We also want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Have you been thinking about joining FanDuel? There's no better time to get in on the action The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. They also have a ton of boosts, like every Sunday. uh, They've got some great same-game parlays. It's so much fun. I love futures bets. I love picking division winners or who's going to win the MVP award. Uh, So go check out those odds. They're all available right now on FanDuel.com. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern 
on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Kate, let's talk about the Saints. Um, if you just looked at the box score, another good day for the Saints, right? Derek Carr, <laughs> once again, over 300 yards, has a passing touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 29 touches, including 12 catches for 91 yards. Um, before we dive into Kamara, what do you think about this offense as a whole? My God, is it so bad, Marcus. It is, again, this is one of those things where if you don't watch the games and you you look at the box score, you would not have any sort of concept how bad this team is. And the thing is, they have all of the right pieces, maybe except for quarterback, but, you know, they're the last piece of that puzzle could be very, very well right on, on the bench there. They've got Chris Olave. They've got Rashid Shahid, who's absolutely playing out of his mind, has one of the best non-touchdowns that I think I've seen so far this season. Um, like, had no business being that close of a touchdown because he plucks the ball out of thin air on a terrible throw from Derek Carr that looked like he was trying to send it in a rocket to out of space. It this team is a disaster. Derek Carr is a a full blown disaster. Fifty eight pass attempts, three hundred yards, a touchdown, and an interception. It honestly probably could have been. I if the Jaguars had come up with some of these plays, there honestly could have been seven different interceptions in this game. Yeah, it was bad, uh, and this just looks exactly what we've seen from Derek Carr, basically the last several games, it's just a lot of checkdowns. When he does challenge defenses down the field, he throws the ball out of bounds. There's no connection with Chris Olave. Like Olave had seven catches for 57 yards, but there was a couple of times where balls are just thrown so far behind him that he can't make a play. There's no run after the catch ability on the he final gave up on, on some routes there. And like, I don't blame him. Um, You know, like there was, there was a point in the game where it, you know, Derek Carr just airmails it. You know, the ball looked like it went about 50 yards into the stands and Chris Olave gives up on the route and Derek Carr explodes. It was a terrible look, but it was a moment where you kind of felt everything that was wrong with this team. They're not on the same page. And again, the talent is there. Like Derek Carr has been capable of delivering a football in the past, but he needs to get on the same page with his receivers and like he needs to do it quickly. And I, it just, it it either comes down to the fact that he's really bad at football or he's so injured that he's putting the team in jeopardy. And like, at what point does your coaching staff say you are jeopardizing our lineup and, and like you are a liability in the starting lineup. Like, cause Jameis Winston, I think, can make several of those throws. Now, to Derek Carr's credit, did have the game-winning touchdown secured, basically. Game-tying um, touchdown, yep. Game-tying touchdown, um, which would have put them in position to win if they went for two. Uh, literally just bounced right off of Foster Moreau's hand. So, like, 
that was a perfectly delivered ball. It was probably the best throw Derek Carr had all night. But generally speaking, he is not it, – it hasn't been working. And I think that this coaching staff, if they want to get serious about winning games, until Derek Carr is healthy, you need to consider bringing Jameis Winston into this lineup because – these talents are going to waste just based yeah. on the lack of chemistry, the lack of timing, and and what I have to assume is Derek Carr playing through a, a lot of pain. I will say, in Derek Carr's uh, defense a little bit, both starting tackles were out in this game, and Josh Allen just had his way with uh, Andres Pete, who's playing tackle, who's usually the left guard. But uh, I want to talk about Alvin Kamar because – Kate, I don't, I don't know if you've looked, but Kamar's only played four games this year, and he already has 35 receptions. 35 receptions. It's unbelievable. Uh, the amount of work that he's he's gotten is absolutely insane. I mean, he's on pace to have like 85, 90 catches in like a 13-game season, which is bonkers. Um, how, how stable is this? Like if you are in a win-now window – should you consider going out and trading for Alvin Kamara, like the, considering that he's getting this much touch volume? I'm going to be honest. I think that this is probably also a symptom of the the position that this team is in, in terms of Derek Carr being in pain, wants to get the ball out quickly, doesn't want to get hit. Um, and I, I think that that's sort of a, a probably testament also to the chemistry and trust that he has right now with his wide receivers. Like, yeah, Alvin Kamar, two yards away from the the line of scrimmage, that's probably your easiest option. At least you you know you're going to get the completion there. Um, I'm not trusting that this is as stable as maybe we would think based on how significant that volume is. Like again, because I think it's more of a, a symptom of circumstance than it is the fact that this team actually wants to get Alvin Kamara 15 targets per game. That is unsustainable if you want to win a football game. The other thing that for me is he has 104 targets in the last four, sorry, 104 touches, not targets, almost, almost (laughs) uh, in the last four games, one touchdown averaging 3.6 yards per carry. The only reason he's having success right now is based purely on volume. I mean, he's, he's averaging five yards per reception. 3.8 3.8 yards, uh, 3.6 yards per carry. Like there's, there's nothing there outside of the volume. And you just can't trust that on a week to week basis, especially now that Jamal Williams is back. Now he didn't play a lot last night, but I've got to imagine with, you know, the 10 day rest coming up, he's going to get more involved in this offense. We saw Taysom Hill get the goal line touchdown, which is annoying. I, I I'm, I'm not going out of my way to give up a lot of assets for Alvin Kamara. No, not, not at all. And Marcus, I mean, you bring up the like efficiency, like uh, if there were uh, even a normal amount of targets and receptions here for Alvin Kamara, I think we'd be talking about him very, very differently. Um, He, you know, Alvin Kamara to this point, hasn't played excellent football. Um, Like it, you know, in terms of misforced tackle rate, like a career low, 11% misforced tackle rate, you mentioned it, 3.9 yards per carry, um, you know, career low yards after contact per attempt. It's not, this hasn't been the same Alvin Kamara that, that we've seen in your years past, right? Like you can tell, right. He's, he's getting up there in age. He's 28 years old. Um, averaging a career high stuff rate on, on rush attempts. Like this, you know, from a, a 
rushing perspective has not been a memorable year for Alvin Kamara. And I think that, you know, generally speaking, um, that, that receiving work, maybe it continues in the next couple of games, but I I think that this offense, you know, we saw it with, you know, Austin Eckler and the chargers. Like if you are looking to be competitive, you cannot, be targeting the running back 10 to 15 times per game, especially no, when you no. have a Trevor treasure trove of assets, uh, you know, from Chris Olave, Michael Thomas has looked solid, like Rashid Shaheed playing out of his mind for, you know, they, they found an absolute gem there. Um, you know, they cannot afford to continue to check down over and over and no. over again, if they want to be competitive and to be fair, like this is a division that's very winnable, right? Like, this this their position in the NFC South puts them in a very unique position to make a postseason run as a top four seed if they can get their crap together. And I don't know. It just I, hasn't happened yet. It it hasn't happened yet. Um, team James. Yeah, <laughs> Team James. Uh, let's do some promotion commotion, guys. That you should promote from your bench into your starting lineups in Week Seven next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. PrizePix is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy sports. You can win up to 25 times your money. This football season, which is absolutely fantastic. Plus, with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of the players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if one of the players you have exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Uh, Locked on NFL and use promo code Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com, uh, use promo code Locked on NFL to get a first deposit match up to $100. We also want to let you guys know about DoorDash. We absolutely love DoorDash. So why root for your favorite team and your favorite sport on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch parties this season. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. All of your restaurant favorites and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms imply. That's a 50% off discount up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. It's our favorite part of the week it's promotion commotion kate let's talk about some players that we are promoting from our bench into our starting lineups in week seven 
All right. This one's going to be gross. But if you were luckily, uh, luckily one of the, the people to maybe snag Jaleel McLaughlin off of waivers early on. And, and, you know, I think this is a week where maybe you can start him. I know Javante Williams is back in the mix, uh, you know, had, you know, week six return uh, and Jaleel McLaughlin actually outsnapped Javante Williams in his return from injury. Um, led all the Broncos running backs with 12 routes run, um, totaled nine touches on a day. And now they get a matchup against the Packers run, uh, you know, their run defense ranks top five in EPA per play allowed against the run along the six most rushing yards, six most fantasy points per game to running backs. I think if this split continues, which it, I, I don't think they have any reason not to right? Jalil McLaughlin has been playing really good football and he's been very efficient, uh, more efficient than Javante Williams. It, if they continue this split and if Jaleel McLaughlin gets at least 10 carries, I feel like this is a spot where he might want to, he might break one of these off for a touchdown. Yeah. I don't mind that one. At all. I've got another running back that I'm going to mention Craig Reynolds for the lions. Uh, no David Montgomery this week. Jameer Gibbs sounds like he's going to play, but I still don't know how healthy he is. Last week in limited action, 10 carries uh, for Reynolds. He also got two receptions. If you're looking just for an RB2 on a good offense in a decent matchup, I I kind of like Craig Reynolds this week. Only thing to keep an eye on, Craig Reynolds popped up on the injury report with toe and hamstring injuries. So, I mean, the the Detroit Lions, man, they, they are in a rough spot with their running backs. But keep an eye on that. I'll give you guys one more. Um, and, and this is just going to be me continuing to shout out Rashi Rice, who, you know, probably went back to your bench after you saw the move uh, that the Kansas City Chiefs made to reacclaim uh, Mecole Hardman uh, and, and traded for him. But Rashi Rice is still the best wide receiver on this team. Justin Watson, uh, who's played as a starting wide receiver for this team. Uh, dislocated his elbow, which is the grossest injury I've ever heard. Um, but Rashi Rice, despite the fact that he's not out there running the most routes, still leads the the wide receiver core in total receptions, receiving yards, has the second highest target rate on routes run among those Chiefs wide receivers. And this year or this week, they're playing the Los Angeles Chargers, allowing you know a, a league high uh, almost twenty percent explosive pass rate. Uh, lots of upside for the wide receiver, allowing almost 40 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. I don't pump the brakes on Rice just because of the McCole Hardman news. Justin Watson's absence, I think, is going to be a huge opportunity for Rice to maybe get uh, you know some reps on the outside. Um, and this is a matchup, if any, that you're going to feel really good about his potential upside. I think I have him ranked as wide receiver 26 on the week. I like it. I I think they're bringing in McCole Hardman to basically as like Darius Tony insurance and maybe even a little bit of Sky Moore insurance, which I don't know why you need Sky Moore insurance, but I, I get it. Uh, they probably just want a little bit of a speed element to the offense. Mm-hmm. That's not Rasheed Rice's game, anyways. His is playing in the slot, making plays after the catch, being a physical receiver. I agree with you. Um, I also will mention if Deontay Foreman is still out there. I know he's only owned in thirty percent of leagues. They play the Raiders this week. The Raiders run defense is not very good. And I can't imagine the Bears throwing the ball a lot with uh, our guy Tyson Bagnet, T-Bag, uh, starting this week for Chicago. So I like Deontay Foreman in this matchup. Uh, just one, one more guy if you're in need of some running back help. 
But that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, Make sure you check out the show on YouTube where we post shows every single day. Kate, you and I back on Monday to break down all of the action from week seven. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the games, and we'll see you right back here on Monday.